As the world becomes increasingly more hostile to biblical truths, it is crucial for Christian parents to intentionally raise and train up their children in the Lord. Welcome to the Family Path Podcast, where we desire to help you establish a pathway of biblical parenting that seeks to shepherd the hearts of our children toward Christ. My name is Greg. I'm a pastor and father of eight children. And I'm his wife, Jocelyn, a physician assistant and homeschooling mom to our kids. Our prayer is that you find family discipleship encouragement here. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider liking, sharing, and or following us on any social media platform. Now for today's episode. Our lives are full of what seems like meaningless day-to-day tasks. And uh, where is God in the mundane of all of that? That's what we're going to talk about today. That's what our episode is on today. But we got a little bit of catching up to do. We haven't been here for a while. It's uh, We're calling it season two. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because we can. What ended season one? It makes Prob- us sound more legit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What ended season one was probably the mundaneness of life. Yeah. And uh, so what's, Joss, welcome back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Yeah. We just, I I guess, had like family things that we were just tending to. And over time, we were like, let's just put this on hold for a little while. You were finishing school. Um, A lot of things were coming to the head. Yeah. The kids had just like, some medical things, nothing that were major, but enough that like kept us in and out of doctor's appointments for a couple of weeks and like um, just, ear infection after ear infection yeah. after ear infection with yeah. multiple kids. And now we get to wait like two months for tubes. For tubes. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's going to be great. Uh, it will be great. When and we, we have broken get. arms. <laughs> yeah. Well, well one not broke one arm. broken yeah. arm. I was finishing school, which is awesome. I, I, uh, I'm done with my master's and you know, the disheartening news is I had A's all the way until the end. Oh, gosh. And then I got an 89% yeah. in one of my classes. I've been listening to this. There goes my 4.0. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that hard work to be squashed by one final class. But that's okay. That's way better than I ever did in my prior yeah. prior life as a sinner. You would have been like really thrilled to get a B. Oh, I know. In high school. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Not because I didn't apply myself, though. Yeah. No, you did. Because I didn't apply myself. Yeah, it was because you didn't apply yourself. But, but definitely, like, I would say the last couple months have, and it's funny because I actually wrote this podcast episode, like, we're just thinking about it before that sort of happened. And then we were like, oh, we're just going to take um, a couple of weeks off and just let life, you know, just really be present with the kids and whatnot in the midst of, like, yeah. where God was putting us in life and then you finishing school and just letting you just not have to worry about anything else. And it's hard. You didn't plan a break. Just yeah, not this long. Not this long. <laughs> you planned like a two week break that turned into like way more than that. But in that, it's definitely felt hard at times to feel, um, you know, when you, I, I don't know. I know one of the things I struggle with as a mom who stays at home the majority of the time, I still work, but only two times a month. I feel like unless I'm having like these spirit filled moments, that's what I always call them. But yet, like God's spirit is with us all the time. But, you know, if I go to the park and then I get to like talk to a mom about the gospel, like I feel like that's my win for the day. Mm -hmm. So over the last couple of weeks, I feel like 
I haven't had many wins. And then I like reflect back on the last couple of weeks and I realize God's really given me a lot of wins for him. I just think I haven't like looked at it in the right, you know, yeah. way. I think a lot of our listeners, by the way, a lot of our listeners, man, they just keep asking for a podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is really stoked the fire underneath us. And um, we appreciate that. We appreciate the kind remarks and, and the encouragement to keep going. And there's been fruit coming out of it. So we're thankful for you guys. But I think a lot of you probably feel the same way. Like we're stuck in this mundaneness of our lives. What we would probably chalk up to as meaningless day-to-day tasks, you know, mm-hmm. grocery shopping, like for you, exam- for, for example, like you said, stay-at-home moms, holding the kids. Uh, planning all the food, you know, running the household, cleaning the house, running to the store, getting all those things in order. Me at work doing my normal day to day tasks. Um, if it feels meaningless sometimes yeah. to a degree to where we're just check marking things off on our daily to do list. And we're like, I, where's God in all this? It's funny because over the last couple of weeks, like one of the things that stuck out to me is how many times like we'll crawl into bed at night and you'll say, can you believe another day is done? Like, what did we even accomplish in the last 24 hours? And then we'll jokingly say like, well, we accomplished a bunch of like mindless things, we'll call it, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever, like meaningless tasks. And I think that we don't give ourselves enough credit that like, yeah, we do just start to think like they're meaningless when you're loading the dishwasher for the fourth time or throwing Two or three loads of laundry in, or in this house, the fourth load of laundry yeah. in. You and know, even and, like the da- the daily um, time that we're in the Bible, mm-hmm. it can it can start to feel mundane mundane in itself because we're we don't get those big moments, yeah. you know, when we're out and we evangelize somebody and we're like, oh my goodness, can you just believe that happened? And then we just sit back and we're like, well, I was in the Bible today. Even in our family Bible time, like if the kids are just distracted, Mm -hmm. which they have been horribly distracted because like routine has been a little bit shifted just because of of things that we've needed to do and whatnot. And in their distraction, you feel like, are they even paying attention? Are they getting anything out of this? You know, so this episode today is a a reminder for you guys and a reminder for us. Right. Mm -hmm. So is God in the mundane? Jocelyn? Yes. I don't always feel it. But I believe he a is. Good thing that God doesn't necessarily just respond to the way that we feel. Right. <laughs> yeah, mean, and it's truth, not, and his presence his isn't truth dependent is on us. Separated I mean. from the dependence on our feelings. Yeah. Which is good news for us because too often we let our emotions and our feelings dictate um, the reality of our life. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. Right. The truth of the Bible, the truth of the word dictates the reality of our lives and who God is and, and, what he's doing in it. So yeah, like God's not just present with us when we're sharing a conversation with another mom at the playground or whatever. Those are the moments we get super hyped up about and we can't wait to like tell someone that, you know, such we had such a big like God moment, we'll call it or, you know, whatever. Um, but the fact of the matter is like he's with us all the time. Um, in John chapter four, verse 15 through did I say chapter John, four? Mm-hmm. John 14, chapter, oh my goodness, okay. John chapter 14, <laughs> verses 15 through 17. A little rusty here. Yeah. We're going to shake off the rust. <laughs> it's been a while. 
Um, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And so Jesus goes on to tell his disciples how it's better that he leaves and he goes away because God's going to send a helper to be with us always. And that's the Holy Spirit. And we see elsewhere in other books um, throughout the Bible and other gospel accounts, like even in Matthew, when Jesus talks or gives the Great Commission and he tells them to go out and make disciples and baptize them and whatnot, he says, I'm with you always to the end of the age. And we know that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. It's the Spirit of God. And so if we have this promise that the Holy Spirit is going to be in us, we're God's temple, where he's going to come and make his home, and that's what he's done in the life of a believer, then yeah, we have this promise that God is with us always. He, it's not like his spirit leaves us uh, for a period of time and only comes back and he like jumps around from person to person. Or but, just in those moments. Right. Like, I'll be with you when you evangelize people and that's it. Right. You know, there's big moments that we feel our emotions are like, wow, I'm doing something for the kingdom. Yeah. Well, we have work to do just managing life as well. And the good news is, is that he, he dwells in us and he never leaves us. Right. So even in the what we would consider meaningless tasks, God's spirit is always dwelling with us. Yeah. Always dwelling with us. Even in the mundane routines and moments of our lives, God's working in that. So if he's there in the mundane, then obviously he can and he will work in those moments because that's what he promises to do mm-hmm. in our life is to sanctify us, to bring us more into the image of Jesus and so if that's true, if that's true, God's always with us, which the word says it is. I think the reality is, is we're tempted or or we coin our lives with the word mundane. Mm-hmm. You know, these meaning we call them meaningless tasks where I think that's wrong. I think that perspective needs to change. Mm-hmm. I think we get ourselves down. I think we ruin our days when we think that way. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, I would completely agree. Because like, if you look at the life of Paul, um, he was a tent maker. That had to feel really mundane. Like he had to like make his own living. So like, um, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying he didn't just go out and fill all of his time mm-hmm. with just like ministry, but like he had to provide for himself and like he did tent he, making. He, and he things. did that so that people couldn't say that he took off of them while right. he was with them. Right. Like he was, he was doing something in that and no doubt. I mean, think of when you go to work and work feels like a mundane task. Think of the fellowship and the the community that you have at work. Right. And mm-hmm. the people that you are in contact with at work, like that's all, it's an opportunity. And I think mm-hmm. that's where our idea of mundane, like it's not mundane for you to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. We think it is because it's something that we have to do in our life. But if our perspective changes and we realize God is always with us and he's always working. And as a believer, I am called to to further his kingdom with the Great Commission. Well, that just changes our perspective to the grocery store trip is no longer a mundane task, Mm -hmm. but it's an opportunity to spread the kingdom message either by the way that I act out, you know, with right. my behavioral uh, things, but or or opening my mouth to the cash register lady or somebody. Mm-hmm. Say, I mean, you, I love stories. 
we have to do we have to do a podcast on Walmart stories. Oh. <laughs> when you take seven children out yeah, by yourself and go grocery shopping. Yeah. It's incredible the stories that we have. The things that people will say to you is good and they're mostly bad. But. <laughs> yeah. I would say they're like 98%. Not they're just, they're very like in a negative perspective, which is really funny because you think people would never say those things around the kids. But I completely agree with what you're saying. Like in 1 Corinthians, it says, whatever we do, whether we're eating, drinking, whatever it is, we should do all of it to the glory of God. And if we actually live our life that way, then we think, where do you normally eat or drink? You know, I don't want to push this too far, but I'm just saying like, you're not normally going out other places, but like at home, you know, mm-hmm. um, I always like jokingly say that like Colossians 3, 23 through 24 is like my life verse. It's as a mom. It's like what gets me through the day is whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord, not for men. And that to me is just a good reminder. Like, even though in front of me, I look like I'm serving um, this is going to probably sound really bad, but like kids who a lot of times through the day, I just struggle with feeling like, okay, they're just taking, taking, mm-hmm. taking, you know, like they, That's they feel they selfish. Do. Yeah. And it's hard. Um, I'm human. So it's hard to not feel like I'm constantly being drawn out of. And then, um, perfect example was Mother's Day. And all they kept talking about is we should do s'mores because we should celebrate Mother's Day. And I'm like, I don't even want a s'more. You <laughs> want a s'more. And <laughs> like, you know, that's like nothing that that I want, you we know, we, we, <laughs> we ended up not doing s'mores. But the point was like all of their ideas were things that like they couldn't they even self serving. They were very self-serving and it was totally fine. And we did a lot of them and it was great. But, but the, I mean, it, it speaks to the perspective change, you know, right. understanding, OK, you're a believer. You have these blessings because right. children are a blessing right. from the Lord. Right. There is a huge perspective change. Like kids aren't an encumbrance to you. They're not. Mm-hmm. This, these little gremlins. I mean, right. they are some days. But. <laughs> He's laughing because that's what he calls them. <laughs> Call them terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a perspective change, and then you understand that, like, it's these are good things, right? And mm-hmm. I'm here to serve the kingdom. And who, who deserves to hear and see the gospel play out more than my children? Right. You know, at home. And, right. And those, In our perspective, of mundane, course. mundane, meaningless tasks of right. raising our children and being diligent. In, and then not the losing sight of the fact that it might look in front of me very obviously, like I'm just serving Milo, Finn, Knox, Piper, you know, all of them or even Greg. But at the end of the day, it's really God that I'm serving. Like Jesus says, as you did to the least of these, you did to me. And so many times I have to fix my eyes on that. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, I just have to sit there and say, okay, this is me serving Jesus and take my eyes off of like what is immediately in front of me. So yeah, in this, I think God has a purpose in the midst of the mundaneness of life. Like if our whole life is to be given over as worship to him, then we need to step up and we need to be willing to worship him wherever he has us going and whatever he has us doing, no no matter how many times it causes us to load the dishwasher and whatnot. And I'm sure for you, like the mundaneness of of work and then you work for the weekend and then there's like all these things that need checked off the list around the house, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's, that's the whole key is understanding that as a believer, our life is worship. Understanding that your life is worship is a huge perspective change in the believer's life as a Christian, as a new creation. Your life is not your own anymore. It's hidden in Christ. Well, if it's hidden in Christ, then we're worshiping Christ with our lives as ambassadors here on the earth. 
So our lives are completely and should be submitted to him. I mean, you're the first verse that we read. If you love me, you'll keep my commands. Right. I mean, that's what defines a believer. So we, we need to keep his commands. Yeah. I mean, Jesus says this is how others will know that you're my disciple, how you love each other. And that, I mean, is included in the greatest command. You love God and then you love others. And if you really take a step back and you look at the mundane aspects of life, like I look at the last two months, just using that as an example, every single part of everything that has been going on has been a way that God has asked me to serve one or more or all of my children or husband at one time or another. And I lose sight of it and think, okay, this just feels mundane. This feels meaningless. Yet in it, God is saying, no, I want you to love them through this. I want you to serve them through it. I want you to lay yourself aside to do that. And then it just speaks volumes to our kids to see how we respond in those situations. And So our life is worship. Mm -hmm. And our lives must worship even if we feel like our lives are just mundane. Which means... How do we have ministry in the mundane? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, we've touched upon it a little yeah. bit. Um, perspective change, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing our identity in Christ. But I think if you realize like God is with you, your whole life is is to be given to glorify God, make disciples, baptize. That's what Jesus tells us to go and do. And then the writer of Hebrews um, says that we should continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That's the fruit of lips that acknowledge the name of Jesus. We can acknowledge the name of Jesus, but if we're not backing it up by our behavior, like we're just being hypocritical of the gospel, you know, that's hard to to do. Right. But then the next verse there says, don't neglect to do good and to share what you have for these sacrifices. You know, it ties in that not just, yeah, like, say it and then do good in it. And how many times we preach this to our kids, I think about that, like us in Bible time. And then it's like, okay, are we showing them that like, even when it's hard, we have to be loving to each other, like acknowledging the name of Jesus in the life of our kids and in our family and whatnot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, even Romans 12, 1 and 2, you know, um, we're supposed to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. Mm-hmm. Well, sacrifice isn't very easy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to be sacrificed at all. But that's what we're called to be, a living sacrifice, which means we're we're carrying our cross. We're we're sacrificing. We're through our worship, through the mundane, through everything. Our ministry in the mundane is to sacrifice ourselves to further the kingdom. You know, whether it's in our home, Mm -hmm. whether it's abroad, whether it's outside of our home, you know, it, it doesn't matter. That's our that's our life's calling for the world. And you think if we think as parents, which we talked about so many times that this, these first 18 years, especially, but like, especially these young years, like if this is their training ground to just immerse them in in the gospel, pray that these seeds that we're, we're throwing in there that God is going to cause growth for, if we're just um, looking for these to be opportunities to train their heart toward God, then like we should expect to live sacrificially because how are we going to expect our kids to do it unless they learn it from us? Like I know just coming to faith at my late 20s, like I I just had no idea how to do this. And it has felt a lot worse Mm -hmm. where I feel like I have an opportunity to try to shepherd my kids through this um, and help them to know what to expect in it because they're going to live in a lot of their own mundane moments as well. Yeah. I think Galatians 6, 9 is going to be a good way to end this episode. It says, 
let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks volumes um, because it's, it is a barren, dry wasteland sometimes, not only as a believer, like so as a believer, like sharing the gospel and then like people not responding to, yeah. but it's a barren race, <laughs> wasteland sometimes in parenting and you just keep sowing these seeds and you, you keep doing these good things for your kids and there's, it just feels like nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, what in the world am I supposed to do differently? And then you change things and figure things out differently. But, you know, the promise is, is that in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Like, mm-hmm. do not give up. Like, do not grow weary and do not. There's two commands. Do not give up and do not grow weary of right. doing good. Like, keep pursuing good. Be the example to your children be the example to your, not only your children, but your extended family of doing good in the mundane mm-hmm. and, and having a perspective change and um, invite your kids into that and how you are working through the mundane and, and let them see that because it's going to, it's going to help them overall. Any yeah. final thoughts? Yeah. And like, I just was thinking it's not just our kids, but um, as you said earlier, like we had many opportunities, like we've been in and out of doctor's offices and whatnot. We literally waited. Um, I waited from 10 o'clock at night until 5 a.m. at Children's Hospital. And like there were so many times you could get angry in that. But what does Peter say? Like always be willing to make a defense for the hope that you have and like how we act and do the way we respond to those moments really are an opportunity to just share the gospel with people around you when they're like, how are you not so upset that you just sat here all night? You know, when you're when you're just able to be like, I just feel really fortunate that we have this situation. I'm not telling you like I did this perfectly well or anything. I'm just saying I can look back and see where God put Yeah, didn't many you moments. give that one nurse a flying elbow? No. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I think some of those people in that way yeah. to were about to. <laughs> yeah. And then you just sit around you and you take in like uh yeah, it was it was a very interesting yeah. experience. It, but it all comes down to your perspective change as a Christian, mm-hmm. you know. So many times I had to say to Evie, she's the one that broke her arm because she just was in such pain. And, you know, to just try to encourage her, like, we can sit here and we can pray for it, but we have to be patient because if they're taking other people before you, there are other people who are sicker than yeah. you, you right. know. Um, and, and it's just there's just ministry opportunities all over that. And then in the midst of that, God's going to use all of it in our lives. Yep. Well, I hope this uh, has encouraged you somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> if you are living life in the mundane right now, hopefully you can rejoice a little bit and uh, realize that the mundane has a purpose, that God is with you in there. And, and I think the best news is, is with God being with us, that is the Holy Spirit is our down payment, right? Mm-hmm. That Christ he already won. You know, it's, yeah. the victory is ours. Like we have something so much better to look forward to that there's nothing that we can really lose here, but we have to gain everything because we have Jesus. So let your perspective change, even in the ordinary mundane moments of life. Seek to further the kingdom and uh, be encouraged in that. Mm-hmm. And until next time, see you then.